What's going on, guys? We are on episode 12 of Laptop Entrepreneurs. For this one, uh, we have a special guest. Um, his name is Jacob Fleming, a.k.a. Flem Diesel. Um, he, we, him and I went to school together at Creighton University. Um, so we're going to do this podcast, and we kind of want to talk. He's working a nine-to-five job right now at SSNC Technology, and I'm going to go and let uh, Jacob, Flem Diesel, Fleming introduce himself. What's going on, Flem? Hey guys, uh, my name is Jacob Fleming. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota, born and raised. Uh, like Colin mentioned, I'm a Creighton grad, graduated the same year as him. Met him on Swanson 8 our freshman year. Um, that, was, that was a great time. Uh, and like you said now, I'm working at a firm called SSNC Technologies, doing fund accounting work, doing assurance services, and doing valuation work for right now three different private equity and hedge funds uh, that are all based out east, uh, New York, New Hampshire, uh, and then Boston, and then I'm getting trained on one right now that's focused on mezzanine debt, and it's very complex, and I'm going to learn a lot. It's going to be a struggle, but we'll get through it. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like whatever you do in life, though, you're going to have, like, obstacles and challenges. I mean, it's kind of just you're just picking out, like, what kinds of challenges and obstacles are you willing to deal with, and then that's where you kind of figure out, you know, what you like and stuff like that. But, yeah, and I'd say starting – in the pandemic too, and being trained remotely kind of added to those challenges. You know, I have, I've never met these people that I'm talking to for, you know, three, four hours a day, like, the, like robots. What's the big difference that you've been noticing? Like, cause we, I mean, after, since you graduated college, I, I definitely have noticed a big difference. Just like being in college versus graduating college. Have you seen yourself change um, at all in that kind of direction now that you have like a real nine to five job or, kind of the same uh i don't know i feel like i can kind of put on a good face from nine to six when i'm working but i'm still myself and i'm still going to be goofy and have a lot of fun with my friends yeah, um, so i mean i think um i've definitely learned a lot uh, about finance and accounting i'm definitely yeah. a lot more knowledgeable than i was in college but i think if you came out and saw me in minnesota you would probably not tell a big difference from me in college versus me now yeah i'm so so hammering on the kegs on the weekend not as aggressively um, but but yeah we're we're having a good time out here i mean yeah because hanover is a little different now man like i just be drinking water on saturday night dude maybe a beer one beer but that's it yeah dude i actually don't well because i started so what happened is i started this 75 hard challenge which what happened was my uncle and my brother, like we said, I was looking a little chunky about like two months ago. <laughs> and I was like, I don't oh, know. I don't take like, I honestly took that as like fuel to like start getting in better shape. Cause I hit that coin since 10, 15, whatever. Um, so I can put off that weight if I really work hard. So I started this 75 hard challenge, which you can't drink no cheat meals for 75 days. No, you can't drink no cheat meals. Uh, one exercise outside for 45 minutes, one exercise like lifting weights in a gym or whatever. So you're getting two a days, um, reading up uh, 10 minutes of a nonfiction entrepreneurial book, and then I'll occasionally throw in some uh, meditating stuff like that. But it's so, it was too hard with like just the, like not being able to have meals and drink and stuff. I ended up actually not making it. I made it to day 32 and I drank. So um, to- drinking was the hardest thing to give up, not cheating oh. on the meals. Absolutely. Cause like, I, I don't really drink to get drunk. Um, it's more like, I just like having a couple beers. Uh, cause I really like the taste of beer. Like not like the shitty stuff. Like now you like, mm-hmm. I really, you like the IPAs. 
yeah, like an IPA. Sometimes I'll go to stout. Um, golden ales are great. I, golden ale or ales are usually my favorite. Like I like lighter beers. Um, but sometimes I like darker beer. Make sure you get new Glarus one time in your life. The best thing to come out of Wisconsin is new Glarus beer. Really? It's it's not Correct. the Packers? No, sir. Even oh. though they're 4-0 right now, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, what you guys, one and three, the bikes? Hey, we're tanking for Trevor. This is going exactly oh, as I wanted to. Well, he do because the Jets could go get Trevor. Wait. We're getting them. Um, you think so? Yeah, right. I know it. <laughs> I bet you guys get like a seventh pick or like an eighth pick. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my fear, too. I hope we don't go like six and 10 or seven and nine and get a subpar pick, but can't control it. For sure. Well, now that we got all the talk in the way, let's let's get into some topics, man. So what I really want to know, and, and I think this is good for because a lot of my the people that listen to podcasts are like doing their own entrepreneurial endeavors, or people mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, and so we don't really know, like think about the other side, because I, I think I've never personally had a nine to five job. Right. I've had internships and stuff like that. But what do you think intrigues you about having a nine to five? for starting your own thing or do you think starting your own thing would be too difficult in your field or what do you, what is your vibe on that? Uh, well, for me, it's an age thing. Um, the reason that I wanted to go on to this podcast and why I listen is because I do admire the entrepreneurial mindset and I do want to be my a financial advisor someday. Um, but I think right now the stability of a nine to five job or, you know, just a full-time job, not necessarily 40 hours a week, it could be more, Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of that, it just brings me security right now. And I know that, you know, by, you know, quote, working for the man a little bit, you're going to pick up things that you wouldn't have necessarily known maybe on your own. So I think the stability, um, the mentorship, uh, especially at a young age is why, at least right now, I chose to go the corporate path instead of starting my own business. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, I think the stability is a big thing that like I was trying to overcome as well. Um, because like, as you said, I know you, cause you automatically are going in and have this set salary that you're going to be making. Um, mm-hmm. whereas like, entrepreneurship, you don't have that. Like you started zero, you know? Um, so I definitely, I definitely admire that. What do what kinds of things do you enjoy? Do you enjoy your job or do you think that? No, yeah, of, of course I enjoy my job. Um, it was a little frustrating at first because I didn't know anything and I couldn't, I wasn't in an office, so I couldn't tap my managers on the shoulder and, you know, walk me through these complex bank bad products that I was seeing on a regular basis. Um, but I mean, I had to go do research outside on my own to answer questions that managers just didn't have time to. Right. Um, and I found that there was kind of a rush to, that I got from knowing that, there's something that needs to be done. Um, this isn't school where everything's just given to you. If there's a rate that you're missing or there's an account that's overstated, the manager's gonna say, I don't know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. And you have to critically think versus in school where you know you have all your components in like a finance problem or an accounting problem. Um, so I think that aspect um, kind of gives me the rush and you know, I love numbers. I've always been good at math and this just translated easily to me. And I yeah. find joy in doing, doing accounting work and, and also valuations, which is, which is more on the finance side. Right. Definitely. Which we're definitely going to talk about. Cause like, I know we're both really into stocks and stuff. So I definitely want to jump on that, but let's talk about, cause like you said, you really like you enjoy learning about the entrepreneurial mindset. 
because I, I would I would argue for me, like the entrepreneurship thing, it wasn't to make money, but like I needed a shift in my brain, my mindset, because I realized I was just not really being the best version of myself, dude. I was criticizing people all the time. You know me, dude. Like I'll throw shit. <laughs> I was always throwing shade. And like I've been working on it because I feel like there's different ways to be funny. Um, so like with the entrepreneurial mindset, right? We've talked about sports cards, which you know, Johnny and I have been hard into. Um, mm-hmm. recently found a couple of sports cards of yours that you collected. Why don't you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah. So, uh, I actually listened to the episode with Johnny and he used the word flipping. Um, I'm completely opposite of that. I never really go out and seek to buy cards on eBay. Yeah. Uh, I have a huge collection in my room that I, you know, I kind of collected when I was a kid with, you know, money, not on my mind at all. I just simply enjoyed it. Um, and I found that, there are some gems in there. Like, you know, you, you'll, you'll go through it and you'll find 30 cards that are worth 50 cents. Yeah. But then you'll pick up that Derrick Rose rookie card. You never knew you had that was just buried in the, uh, in the pile and you can go on eBay and that's a hundred bucks. Was it a top heroes? What kind it of was a t- it was a tops. Was it um, a college jersey or bulls jersey? It was a pro jersey actually. Oh, um, yeah. It was, it was a practice one. Um, yeah, yeah. but but the I sold it to a person in Chicago, and I think that's kind of another key to it too. Is where is the sentiment? Another thing I did that I that you guys would consider to be unorthodox is I sold Brett Farb cards just to a shop in Hudson, Wisconsin. That's I made fifty bucks. Yeah, and, and God, um, that was the total. I think I got fifty six for four of them. Sweet. Nice. But they weren't rookie cards or anything. It was just Brett Favre in his yeah. Packers years. Yeah. Did you read? So did you research the cards and see what they were worth before selling them? Not those. I have before, and I usually do when I try to sell something on eBay, like my Jordy Nelson, um, my Matt Ryan rookie card, um, and then I also have um, uh, Cindy Rice. Oh. Which sold big here in Minnesota. It probably wouldn't sell. Oh yeah, big he, uh, else. receiver for the bikes, right? Old yep. receiver. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember Cindy Rice. Him and Brett Favre had chemistry. Yeah, dude, I know. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it's. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, the sports card market's interesting, right? Because it's really relatively new to a lot of us. Um, but I think that it could because we collected when we were growing up. But do you think that maybe I mean that it could shift into like a sneakerhead type? Uh, hobby or like because you are you oh yeah and I think it already has um I think that I hate to say it but what people tend to do like people like me what they tend to do when they have a lot of cards Mm -hmm. is just go to a sports shop or a a sports card shop and sell it in bulk and get like a hundred bucks for them yeah that kind of drives me insane because if you sold each of those individually even just like a standard Josh Hamilton all-star card from Tops, 10 bucks for that. Exactly. And that's like, if you look at the percentage of that, like you're losing so much money by right. just being impatient. And yeah. if you just take a little time to go to eBay and look at the value, you can find that your cards are worth a lot more. Spot on dog. Yeah. You, like it's a big thing about patience, research, know about value. I mean, it, it, that applies to yourself as well. Like you, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about how like you are going to be with yourself your entire life, like the entire mm-hmm. time. There's going to be friends that come in and out. You're going to be making new connections, old connections, but 
you are going to be by yourself your entire life, like always, right? Not meaning you're not gonna have a partner and stuff like that, but like, so it's like comes down to like, how much value can I add to myself over time so that I become a valuable asset? And because the big thing that I've been learning is that I'm not really chasing, I'm attracting. And I'm trying to apply that to my entire life. Like I'm attracting good things to happen to me. I'm trying to attract clients, I, girls too. Like mm. instead of me just being a chaser, you know, cause like as college guys, that's what we like, even into our 20, like our twenties, like we chase, right. Um, but more just about like attracting good individuals into our life. Um, yeah. Putting, putting your fat, your best face forward absolutely. at all times. Absolutely. I just feel you. You grind. I know. And we all make mistakes. We all say things we shouldn't say. I mean, I'm, I'm familiar about. with that. Huh? I'm familiar with that one. Oh, yeah. Totally <laughs> I mean, we remember my freshman year. Don't talk about it, but we remember my freshman year. <laughs> I said some stuff I shouldn't have said, and, you know, I learned from it, right? Like, I learned how to better relay my communication. Um, but, yeah, dude, I'm glad that you got into those sports cards a little bit because it's like such oh. a I've had so much fun too. That's another thing is you have a blast doing it while you're making money. Yeah. You got to start flipping some other stuff like on offer up and Facebook marketplace. And um, yeah, I'm looking to expand my options. Dude, always so much stuff on the market that you can just flip for you know, a few $2. Like, I mean, it's just cake work. I mean, I've been flipping since I was like six or seven. Like it's look at this guy. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I kind of chase money in a way, but. Uh, also attractive but that's just my thinking um so like let's see we're talking about sports cards now let's move into another direction because both of us really you know value that kind of like having a healthier mindset and stuff like that so let's talk about i'd like to hear some of the books you've been reading um or listen okay yeah so the two that i have uh right actually right by me at my workspace is everyday millionaires by chris hogan uh, which I finished last year. And then one that I'm working on right now, the snowball. Uh, this is about uh, Warren Buffett's life story and his different acquisitions. Um, that's a long one. That's a 700 pager. So it's a marathon, not a sprint, and it'll take you a while to read it, but you just, the life lessons you get from the drive and the hustle of this man, all you can do is, is just admire him. Um, and you know, you, you're hearing all the different stories about his acquisitions, his strategy of compounding income, starting when he was nine years old, selling pinball machines, you know, around restaurants and bars in Omaha, mm -hmm. you know, when I, when I was nine years old, I was training Pokemon mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and this guy's making a ton of money at that age. It's, 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 it's really remarkable. Definitely dude, for sure. Do you find yourself I just instantly thought about this, but do you feel like you find yourself comparing yourself to others um, often, or are you more on the side and just be the best version of myself? Uh, I try not to compare myself to others, um, but that's easier said than done. Right. Um, I mean, I, I definitely look at, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, like some of my friends from Notre Dame who have, you know, investment banking jobs or have really good consulting jobs. And, you know, I begin to think, what if I had done things differently? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you can't have that mindset. And especially when you're young, mm -hmm. um, comparing yourself to others will only be a detriment to you. You need to look at your strengths and find ways to improve your situation, um, while rooting for the success of your friends. You never want to be jealous of your friend's successes because they're your friends. They're there for you. 
and they'll probably help you out sometime later in life when they have the connection you're looking for for jobs let's say and i think people can relate a lot to that about like it's easier said than done for sure um so what do you what's kind of your strategy or what do you do in order to prevent yourself from comparing yourself to others i'd say a strategy one is just self-reflection um if i sit down by myself for 15 minutes a day and just think about myself I physically cannot think about others. Um, So it's, it's, I think at, at the end of the day, it is kind of a mind over matter thing. And you, I guess you can't completely prevent it, but if you do things to fight it actively um, and just, you know, assure yourself that you're where you need to be and that you're, you know, you're making moves to better your future. There's no reason to compare yourself to others and envy their success. And we all have different paths. Like, I mean, that's the biggest thing is like your friends end up going to Notre Dame. That's what they wanted. You wanted to go to Creighton. I don't know if you wanted to or not, but you know, we all go down different. Of course paths. I did. You did? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Some, some, I don't know. I don't know everybody's situation. Some people, you know, get forced to go to a certain school, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the biggest thing is that we kind of grew up in a way where we do compare ourselves to others. Like just think about how like, Oh, we compare LeBron to the next Michael Jordan, or we compare, um, I don't know, like, oh, that, that person, you know, gets way more girls than I do, or uh, that mm-hmm. girl's way prettier than me, right? And like, if we just, if we get into that mindset, then we're constantly going to be trying to catch up instead of a track, right? So I think, yeah, I, I, you know, I agree with that, like, just kind of chilling and just thinking about, you know, what, what am I, what do I want to be? I think, um, a big thing with that too, is just, you you don't need to be in a rush to find things. Um, you know, if, if you, if you rush a relationship, uh, if you rush a job, you know, recruitment process, if you rush a stock that you pick and buy it too early, it'll end up just hurting you. So take things slow, analyze things. And I think you'll find yourself making productive decisions throughout your life. Amen to that. I think, I mean, you're great at analyzing things and I know that. So like, I think that that's you know so important just taking yeah patient it's hard though i mean being patient is tough like you know it's it's always some people want things quickly when it just is not like that you know um it's just things take time but let's talk about let's talk about i want to go more into that but i also want to know let's talk a little bit about stocks since we both you know are messing around with them constantly um sir what so for somebody that let's say, you know, they're brand new to, to the stock market, maybe they've only been in a year or two based off your finance experience. And I, I for the listeners, um, this by no means take this advice and run. This is just suggestions from Fun Diesel. Um, so just take that for what it is. Um, but let's hear what you think. Fun. So that's kind of a funny question um, because we are in such a strange time in the market right now. I still remember the day when Jeff Cox was on CNBC talking about how much influence Dave Portnoy had in the market. And I was like, why did I get a finance degree if this was just going to happen? But with that being said, I don't think you should be scared of the market right now. Um, The word volatility scares a lot of people, especially growth investors and older people since their money's tied up there, unfortunately. But for people at our age with maybe less or smaller positions in the stock market right now, don't be afraid to buy the dip. 
so many different companies are being vol are you know experiencing volatile returns at this point. Pause and there. Buying the dip. Can you please explain that for anybody that like how do you know when a stock has dipped? Oh, is the right time when when you Google it, you Google their ticker and it's down a significant percent. It's red. So um, an example. Yeah, give me an example. So an example is one that I'll go back to Portnoy is Penn National Gaming. I think a total of five different times in the past three months, it's dropped by at least 4% mm -hmm. and then rebounded like either seven or 8%. Got and it. it happens all the time. So if you want to get into the market now, um, there's a lot of different flips that you can get into, especially because people react so heavily to headlines. Mm -hmm. Like United Airlines was up huge today, Delta just because Trump tweeted that one thing about the stimulus. Yeah. And, and, and that's quick money. Mm -hmm. So you, I think uh, a misconception is that you have to be a finance whiz to make money in the market. Not at all. But I do think though, that that can be a dangerous strategy too, because um, like if you, let's say you're buying a dip in a stock, what is there other evaluations and analyzations that you need to do in order to look at a company? So I don't want to like suggest sure. just go buy a dip just because it like, if GoPro yeah. dip, like you're going to go buy GoPro, I personally want it. Um, but like, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because there obviously there are other ways to look at it. You could go to their 10K and see what their DCF intrinsic value is saying and whether it's undervalued or overvalued. Um, but I think that what's happening now is the market is not reflective of the overall economic condition. Like if, if we were following rules, the S&P has no business being where it's at right now. And that's because people just view the stock market as a means of liquidity. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it, it's, you kind of got to think a little bit backwards when you're, when you're investing right now, because it's not, now is not a good time for long-term growth. But if you're into just flipping and having some extra cash, there's plenty of opportunities. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think I, I could not agree um, more that it doesn't really line up with the current economic conditions because yeah, um, we, I, I mean, we did see that big dip in March or April, like the whole market just crashed crazy. And then all of a sudden it rebounded like a week later. Like, do you remember that? Yeah, I, I think it was, it was June if I remember correctly. So oh, it was a, it was a couple months before it rebounded back to where it was positive year to date. Still quick though, two months. But yeah, it, it's it, it. I think we are in a bubble. Yeah. Um. So I think when when I say don't be scared to get into the market, I mean if you if you're looking for quick gains, it's a good time. Um. But I would wait to clear for the economy to clear up more before, you know, making long positions that you're going to hold for thirty years. Definitely. Do you have any long positions right now that um you're in? Yeah. Uh. PayPal. Uh. I think that overall our society is going to move away from paper cash and we're already seeing a coin shortage right now. So both Venmo and PayPal and cash app are all doing fairly well right now. And at stable, stable growth owned by PayPal, right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, thank you for that. Um, but, and then another one, I think that could be a good hold uh, is royalty pharma who just recently IPO'd in July. Uh, I read an article by, um, by Simple Wall Street saying that their stock could be undervalued by 41%. Wow. 
Um, and, and it was, yeah, it was up 2% today. Um, and it's starting, we're starting to see that stable line going up and up. So I think that could actually be a growth stock in this very volatile environment. What's that going at currently? Right now, I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up. I probably should know. No, it's all good. Can't 44 59 right now. What did it, what was its IPO at? What did it start at? They on book it was 28 and then it opened um, at 42 that first market day. Okay, cool. Interesting. And so, do you think that, um, what do you, I have a really strong opinion about this, but I want to hear yours. What options trading, what do you think about it? Um, I don't do it a lot. Um, I've done it two times, I think, total in my life. I don't think there's anything bad against or, you know, wrong in getting options because the most you can lose is your premium mm -hmm. but i think that the smarter way long term is just to long stocks and and just stick to equities there's a lot of risk that comes with trading options and i know caleb and Mabeth are big into that mm -hmm. um, but i never really got into that like they did yeah i mean i think it just goes in there yeah you can make some quick money but you'll lose some quick money too so how conservative or, or liberal do you need to be uh, not liberal, but conservative, you need to be. Um, so yeah. I, I am not, I mean, that's why I started cloud marketing, right? Is because I, I lost 3000 in options trading in like 24 hours or 48 hours, something like that. And so I was like, shit, I just lost a lot of money at the time. When was this? Um, right when I started, I started cloud, uh, April, 2019. So I, I bought, um, Give me my good terminology on this. Is what's when you think a stock's gonna go up, what do you or go That's down? But down is a put. Down is a put. Okay. So we put a my brother was like, yo, like, let's put a put on Roku. And I'm like, why? He's like, trust me. Oh no. <laughs> Roku just skyrocketed. Like, I've yeah, it, it skyrocketed, like it went up like 12% in the three-day period or something like that. It's up 94.4% year to date. Yeah. So I lost a lot of money. That's why I will never do options trading again. I don't care how safe of an investment somebody thinks it is. Um, and, and I think part of it too, though, is I'm not doing my research on it. And I think if I researched, my, researched more, um, I could have a different feeling towards it. But it just, you know, I, I'm just going to play a patient game, I think. You know, that's, I mean, that's really okay. Most advisors would urge you to not go with options trading and don't recommend it. Yeah. Some of them are big on it, but that's the minority that I noticed that William Blair when I was out there. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't beat yourself up over having that opinion. If you don't want oh, to yeah. do options, don't do it. Yeah, everybody has, has their own opinions. I mean, I'm, I, I love taking risks, but not, not when it comes to that kind of thing. Like, you know, but all right, what's, tell me something like, you know, that you've, let's see, why do I want to pose a question? Like, Tell me something that's like a really big goal of yours that you're trying to accomplish. Um, and what are some steps that you're taking to get there? Yeah. Um, so I do want to eventually be going to transaction advisory, uh, which would include getting a CPA. Um, but I also want to get an MBA uh, as well at Carlson School of Management. Um, I think that it would help me get better connected into this environment and just give me a leg up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I would like to, um, to start in as an, as an associate, go up to, uh, the senior level, uh, and then eventually I'd like to be on 
you know, the board for either a private equity company or a subsidiary within a private equity company. Um, and then the steps I'm taking for, I'm taking to achieve this, uh, I should say is obviously I put my app in for, um, fall 2021 for Carlson. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm still waiting. It was only a week ago. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but also just self-educating, reading about the deals that are going on, you know, what's going on in the market, who's thinking about acquiring who, um, it's, I mean, it's important to, to read the finance books and, and learn about valuations and intrinsic value, but keeping up with business current events is just as imperative, if not more Definitely. to setting yourself up for success. Cause you got to understand the world that you're going to land in or that you are in now. Yeah. And also understanding your field. Like for me, you know, I got to always be checking up on marketing trends, understand like Instagram launched their shops, um, integration into the Instagram apps. And so now you can shop through Instagram, just learning all the new tools, like reels with Instagram, um, which is kind of like TikTok. Have you heard of reel, like the reels with inside? No. Do you make TikTok type videos though? I, so I, I was using the ones that I use for Instagram for TikTok because I don't dance um, I need to figure out a cool way to kind of like make it vibe and flow together. Um, but yeah, I, no, nah, I don't really, I don't mess with it too much. I mean, I'm a great dancer. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if I want the whole world to see it. Uh, <laughs> me seeing it was probably enough. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's crazy, but let's, yeah, I, you know, I, I agree though. I think you got to always be kind of staying up to date with what's going on in the world. Um, but yeah. So let's talk about this too is, you know, I, I am the biggest, biggest advocate for, you know, working on yourself. I, I believe I, like, I have a pretty strict role right now. Let's see what happens. But for the next two years, I will continue cloud marketing. And I will not have a girlfriend. And the reason that I want to go with that strategy is because I really just want to go all in. And so, you know, Let's talk about setting, how do you set yourself up to go all in? I'll tell you my strategy, but let's hear your strategy first. First, you got to make a 100% mental commitment. You have to, you know, look at the life you're living now and say, I don't want to continue like this. I want to be better. And I know that I can. Uh, so that's step one. Um, the second is um, really starting to take care of your body to set yourself up for mental health for success and mental health as you go through this journey. Um, and then for me, the last thing, and I think the most important is admit when you need help and ask you, you're not going to know everything that you need. And the, you know, all, all millionaires in the world, all successful people had incredible mentors. And if you seek out mentors and take their advice to heart, you're well on your way. Um, if you have the commitment and you're, you know, you got your hundred percent attention, listening to them and taking in what they tell you, you're going to set yourself up for success. Dude, spot on. And I think for the people that are listening to this podcast, the way that Flynn just phrased that was really good. And let me break it down real quick. He first, he started off with intrinsic self. You got to love yourself. You got to be able to realize and commit to what you want to achieve and your goals and then start to look for external help. But it all starts within, right? Like, as we said, you were gonna be with yourself your entire life. Um, so figuring out what you want and how to get there is important, but you gotta start with the brain, the mindset, the heart. Like, if, you, if you're not gonna be all into something, then don't do it at all. Whether, whether that be relationships, a diet, a career, you have to be all in, and it all starts with intrinsic value of 
how do I want to train my brain to think good thoughts? Um, so like ways to do that, like I want to hear yours, Glenn, but um, the way I do it is like a lot of affirmations. I read books. I listen to podcasts. I go on walks. I'm outside. I work out like um, there's a lot of, you know, stuff that happens where you have to give up certain things that you may enjoy, like partying or drinking or hanging out with friends. Like I have to say no all the time. I honestly am a loner on the weekends and I'm okay with it. Like I just grind, grind, grind because I have to go all in. So what's like, do, what's kind of the things you do to help make you a better person overall? Well, I'd say 50% of mental health is how you treat your body. Um, and I like that you mentioned exercise. Um, I, I get outside and get a run in every single morning. It just makes you feel more awake and you're going to be more productive for that day. Um, also making sure that I'm getting enough sleep and that would mean, you know, sacrificing partying on a Friday night, um, for, you know, the, your mental health and being ready to go on Saturday because the grind doesn't stop. Um, kind of lost my train of thought. Um, but I mean, those two things are huge. Um, and then I think the last step is get your friends involved. If you are, you know, out telling everybody, these are my goals. This is when I want to achieve it. You kind of have, you have that extra motivation because your friends are watching you. Um, and so when I really want to do something, I'll let all my friends know. So they're holding me to that standard. And, you know, if I, if I stray off my path, I have friends that will call me out. Um, so it's, 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 you know, the, the intrinsic value to yourself, like you mentioned, but um, your, your group is so important too. You're the average of the five people you talk to and hang out with the most. So choose those wisely. Definitely. And I, I think I was actually going to disagree with you, but then you brought up the point that I agree with, which is like, I, so the way I envision it is like, yeah, it's an accountability thing, right? Like, you know, you want to be surrounded with a group of people that are going to make you a, a, the best version of yourself. But what I've realized though, is that I feel like I haven't done a good job doing that. And the reason that I say that is because talking to my mentor, talking to people on Instagram, like if you're not around people that understand what you're doing, a lot of people don't get what I'm doing. A lot of people think I'm just like kind of fucking around and so I, I'm like, fuck them, dude. I don't care. Like, I know I'm not. Gonna they have no idea. College. Yeah. They have like, no idea. No idea, dude. They don't get that you work past five. Like, it's what? Six o'clock here. I'm going to do some scheduling posts after this. Right. And I don't care what they think. But like the, the point I'm making is that you're exactly the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And if you have people that don't fucking back up your goals and they don't keep you accountable and they're not, you know, telling you that you need it, like, if you're having a hard time and they're not there to pick you up, then fuck them, dude. Like, fuck them. You don't need them in your life. Yeah. And especially family. Like, I, like, if your family doesn't back you up, dude, honestly, fuck them. Like, I, like, you love, always love your family. I always think that. But, like, it's going to drain the shit out of you if, I don't know why I'm cussing all of a sudden so much. Maybe because I'm so passionate. But it's going to drain the, drain the crap out of you if just people are constantly not, like, backing you up. You know, and I think, you know, every very successful person probably got that talk from their parents at one point, like, what are you doing? Like, there's no way this idea is ever going to work. Just get a regular job. And, you know, those, you know, the people that are crazy enough to think that they can change the world usually are the ones that do. Exactly. 
never ever count somebody out like dude if you came if you came to me right now and you know you told me something like absolutely like nuts i would believe you bro i would believe you because like you never know i never know what jacob fleming is actually thinking or what he's capable of jacob fleming <laughs> what he's thinking and what he's capable of and so he's a wild card huh Everybody, he's a wild card dude <laughs> wild card, man. like you don't know what anybody is really up to or what's in their brain or like when they're sad mm-hmm. or when they're putting on a front. So it's like, literally, I will support you in whatever you do. I don't care. Dude, it's like, if anybody, if a friend ever told me, what are you doing? Or like, I, I can tell you a few people right now, but I'm not going to name them. But there are a few people that just kind of make fun of the whole thing. And I know for a fact that when it's down the line and I'm, you know, doing my thing, they're not going to be part of my life. So you know, I'll do the quick banter and stuff like that, but it's so important, dude. You just got to keep them out of your head. Oh, yeah. They don't man. belong there. I know. I do. I do. You never you never want to take any um, – <clears throat> I, like, I don't really take compliments, and I don't really take the negativity because I, that, it levels me out. Like, I don't want mm. too high of an ego if somebody gives me something that's, like, a nice compliment. You say, thanks, appreciate it, move on. Um, and I think that's, that's a cool framework to have, you know. But, yeah, it's it's definitely healthier than than you know you know basing your opinions on what other people think you, which you know I, I struggled with that sometimes when especially when I was younger. But I feel like I've I've grown out of it. Definitely, yeah. And I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, if, you, if somebody's listening right now, they maybe just be laughing or like turn off the podcast or whatever because they like. That's the thing is like only people that understand it or like have that in their brain get it. And people that don't aren't going to necessarily, if they don't want to make that shift or change, they're not going to. Um, so, I mean, it's a hard thing, you know, just being vulnerable and accepting of what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And I think, you know, we were talking about mental health earlier. Now is the biggest time that you should be looking into it. It's And I think a misconception is like those who talk about mental health are depressed or they're going through something right now no not at all I think the best time to talk about mental health is maybe when things are going well or you're you know you're thinking very rationally so then when life throws its inevitable curves at you um you you have a plan to deal with that yeah you're ready to roll I love that dude Mm -hmm. absolutely like just don't just wait until shit hits the fan like just on it now because you're going to need it your whole life like that I always plan that is my number one priority, no matter what, right? Like it's taking care of myself, um, eating well, you know, meditating, doing whatever I need to do. So I agree with you there. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, let's say somebody already hit that, you know, we're going to start to wrap this up pretty soon, but uh, let's continue with the mental health. If somebody is about to kind of, if they just feel a lot of people are lonely right now, a lot of people are struggling, um, people are sad, people don't necessarily don't know where the money's going to come. Like there's so many different things happening right and so what's kind of your i guess tidbit um i know we're young and we're still figuring out life uh but i don't think that that we should lose credibility for that what's like your tidbit for somebody what would they do right now in order to start to at least turn the wheels and shift that yeah so i mean turning the dial when times are tough is definitely harder than when times are good um but i think you you kind of just have to one accept the world is the way it is i had a hard time doing that when it first started but once you stop letting that be an excuse 
you'll you can find that you're a lot more powerful than you might think um and and ways you know to fight that as well is try to keep a sense of normal by you know keeping up with your old friends that is what's helped me so much is you know doing the zoom calls with all the boys from creighton um going to omaha this past september was super exciting and i'm still kind of you know living off the energy of the fun that i had there seeing all my old friends again um so i think um you know helping each other out and finding motivation um you know in these hard times includes staying close to your family and friends um like you mentioned taking care of yourself and having the confidence to know that you can get through things even when the world you know is turned upside down like it is now absolutely man yeah i i think that's all great advice what's i'm gonna let you go here but what's your one sentence to two sentence um phrase that you'd like to give the audience before you peace out thank you so much for listening uh have a plan um stay strong and we'll get through this together keep doing you whatever you're doing absolutely baby all right implementation and just doing big things jacob fleming flem diesel thanks for joining the podcast man thank you so much colin i had a blast yeah dude we gotta link up soon um but i don't know when i'll be in minnesota because i hate the snow so i guess you have to come to arizona but i would not complain if i did so <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right thank you colin all right talk to you later brother Hey guys, Colin here. Thanks for checking out the podcast today. Um, you can go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Colin H Official, or you can go on YouTube at Colin Hernandez. My company website is cloud-marketing.com. You can also see all the episodes on there. Thanks again for giving me a listen, and I'd love to chat with you. So go ahead and DM me, message me, whatever that may be, and we'll see you for the next episode. Thanks. Have a good one.